This is Halima, sobbing in pain. I give her the name to hide her identity. She hurts every time she remembers the pain and struggles she and her mother went through due to her pregnancy. Here, she is saying her mother was all alone. She had no one to help her. Her mother is a single-parent hairdresser. Halima was raped in 2019 during a neighbor's party. Four months later, her mother discovered she was pregnant after she stumbled on a tin of saliva hidden under her bed. She was 15 years old then and in form too. This is Halima's mother. I was stressed. I had put all my hopes in her. She's my only child. I didn't even believe she was indeed pregnant. Suddenly, all my hopes were gone. But why did she lose all hope? I am Mora Obiria, and this is Nature Reports Podcast. On June 22, 2017, at a public rally in Chalinze in the Pwani region of Tanzania, late President John Magufuli made his stand on access to education for girls impregnated while at school and their fate upon delivery. In my administration, as long as I am president, no pregnant student will be allowed to return to school. We cannot allow this immoral behavior to permeate our primary and secondary schools. Never. After calculating some few mathematics, she'd be asking the teacher in the classroom, let me go out and breastfeed my crying baby. After getting pregnant, you are done. If we were to allow the girls back to school, one day we would find all girls in standard one going home to nurse their babies. This, in effect, became an order, followed by public primary and secondary schools, throwing their adolescents impregnated later and their parents into despair. This order went against the African Charter on the Rights and the Welfare of the Child. This charter guarantees every child a right to education. The charter defines a child as every human being below the age of 18 years. Under Article 11, Section 6, countries are obligated to take all appropriate measures to ensure that children who become pregnant before completing their education shall have an opportunity to continue with their education on the basis of their individual ability. His order resulted in many girls dropping out of school in just 11 months between July 2021 and June 22, at least 42,954 girls dropped out of school due to pregnancy. This is according to the data from Tanzania's controller and auditor general. But this move did not only deny girls the right to education, but it also exposed them to child marriage 
which is an avenue for further violence against children, especially intimate partner violence, child labor, mistreatment, and exploitation by the in-laws. This is what happened to Baraka in Morogoro, located in the eastern part of Tanzania. I also give her this name to hide her identity. I was returning from school in the evening when a man, a casual laborer in his 30s, shoved me into a house on the roadside. I was 15 years old then. I was in form two. Before I knew it, he had closed the door. He told me he had desired me for too long and wanted to marry me. He forced himself on me. I begged him to stop, but he overpowered me. After raping me, he let me go. I never shared with anyone. In Tanzania's Sexual Offenses Special Provisions Act 1998, a man having sex with a girl aged below 18 years with or without her consent is considered to have committed rape unlike in Kenya where such offense is defined as defilement. Days later, I started vomiting in the morning and felt nauseous whenever I smelled something I didn't like. All along, I had no clue I was pregnant. My mother, though, grew suspicious and begged me to confide in her. But I didn't even know I was pregnant. I didn't even imagine being pregnant. So what she was asking me sounded like a mystery. To ascertain my status, she advised me to go for a test at a local clinic. This was on a Saturday. She accompanied me, but she didn't wait for me to do the test. She sells fish, and she was in a hurry to catch a bus to the nearest depot to get fresh fish. The clinic attendant asked me to collect a urine sample. He told me to return tomorrow for the results. On Sunday morning, I went back. My mother hadn't returned then. The test turned out positive. I was two months pregnant. I was in utter shock and scared. The first person who crossed my mind was the man who raped me. I went to the man and asked him, What do I do now that Magufuli has banned pregnant girls from school? If my dad comes back from Iringa and finds out I am pregnant, he will kill my mother. He didn't refuse the pregnancy. He accepted and offered a solution. He proposed. I immediately accept his marriage proposal, after which he would introduce me to his mother. I was cornered. I had no other option. I accepted. When I returned home in the afternoon, I acted normal and kept myself busy with the household chores. My mother was back, but she was tired. She didn't ask about the test. At about 10 p.m., I packed my pair of uniforms, textbooks, and a few clothes and ran off to the man's house, which was a few yards away. 
He called his mother and informed her that he would be sending over a schoolgirl who he had impregnated. The following day, Monday at 5 a.m., he put me in a bus and off I left. I didn't want to abort. I was afraid of the side effects and complications thereafter. As I sat in the bus, I was afraid the man and his mother would scheme to abandon me. I was relieved to find that he, she was waiting for me at the bus terminal and we went home. Life at the new home was unbearable. I went to the farm throughout the pregnancy to weed and harvest bananas. I carried them to the market to sell. I also herded goats and dropped them to the market to sell. It was tough. I grew thin, but nobody cared. Back at home in Morogoro, as I came to learn later, my mother moved from one corner of the village to another to look for me. No one except the man knew where I was. Magufuli's order left the education officials disgruntled. Pascal Lujuo, a senior instructor of adult studies at the Ministry of Education, expresses his displeasure. During Magufuli time, they were rejected. Uh, the former president did not like such situation. They say if someone goes to pregnancy away, I don't like to see her in my school and can be can teach others to be like them. But in a really sense, in other words, um, president is a parent of all, can be a parent to good people and bad people. So one thing to do uh, for the president is to harmonize all people as one. Then, in 2021, Tanzania ushered in a new dawn. On March 17, 2021, Magufuli died from heart failure. Two days later, Samia Suluhu, then vice president, was sworn in as the president to serve for the remainder of the five-year period. Eight months into her leadership, her administration breathed life to the hopeless teen mothers and their parents. In November 2021, then-Education Minister Joyce Dalichako issued a circular asking girls who dropped out of school due to pregnancy to resume learning immediately. The circular allowed girls to re-enroll within two years of giving birth or if later than two years, enroll at an alternative education center that offers a condensed version of the curriculum. Baraka heard this news on radio and informed her husband and mother-in-law of her intention to return to school. By this time, she had a second child who was barely two months old. They refused. She decided to run away when her mother-in-law left for the market. She finally joined Wamo Open School in Morogoro, an alternative education center offering non-formal education. The school offers a condensed curriculum. The students go through stage one and stage two. Stage one is matched form one and form two, and stage two is matched form three and form four. Her mother is taking care of the children, 
Since she left, she has never seen or communicated with the father of her children. She is happy to return to school and nothing can stand on her way to becoming a ward executive officer, she says. Men haven't stopped luring me with the sweet nothing words. I ignore them like nobody's business. I am clever now. No one can deceive me again. On November 3, 2023, Baraka graduated from stage one. Next year, she would be joining stage two. The ceremony was emotional. The teen mothers cried, their parents cried. It was emotionally moving. I cried too. But even as Mama Samia, as they endearingly call her, opens the door for the teen mothers, they have one request for her. Baraka presents the request. To our mother, Mama Samia, thank you. May God continue to bless you. May you live long. All we ask of you is to help us resume the formal education system. This podcast was produced by Kevin Maina. The voiceovers were done by Kevin Maina and Mora Oberia. Special credits goes to James Smart, Managing Editor Newsroom Production, and Orkas Moga Odumbe, Gender and Education Editor. I am Mora Oberia, the writer and narrator of this story. <laughs>